Black Box Radio. We're in the Rona Report. And we have Adam Dodgson today. Um, say hi, Adam, to the people. Hello, how are you? Listen to that accent. Love it, love it. So, <laughs> as I can hear, you're originally from? I'm originally from York in England. York in England. And yes. you're now in the States in Maryland, right? I am in Prince George's County, yes, Fort Washington. So let's talk about what do you professionally like do? What would you normally be doing in this um, in April or at your job or in your life? Uh, work wise, it's a pretty regular office job in many ways. It's, you know, and sort of a nine to five deal. Um, mm-hmm. We do a lot of evening meetings every now and again. But yeah, I would normally have been enjoying, you know, colleagues company. We're quite, quite a a sort of a convivial atmosphere in the office. So we, we do collaborate well together. We, we work in little small groups and break-offs and no one's sort of left to feel too alone or anything. And it's we certainly miss that. We've been plugging into each other with video chat and all that sort of stuff, but it's not quite the same. So I am I am kind of missing that. But uh, yeah, April time is, um, is usually a, another a reason for being fun for me is because my birthday's in April. So um, mm. Uh, this year we did actually have a lot of things planned, but they've all had to be put on the the back burner. But it's you know there are, there are more important things in life, so we'll we'll have a big celebration when we get the chance. You know, I, I feel for the people who have birthdays. I hear a lot of that. So um, yeah, you know, which like you can As long as you're living, you can replan the birthday. Exactly, it's it's just a date in the calendar. It can happen anytime, really. Okay, and you said you have a great, you know, office. Um, you guys get along really well. What do you actually do? So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a planner for Prince George's County in the in the community planning division, uh, and we're responsible for um, taking the sort of the master plans that have happened in the county and trying to kind of get into the communities and and talk about if those are the things they still want to see happen, and then try and try and make them happen. So. Um, some of the stuff we're doing has been quite a long time coming. Some of the plans are a bit um, old, but, uh, you know, due to various reasons, you know, we're, we're now sort of unpacking them, if you like, and saying, you know, now's the time to, to get out there and um, see if we can make good things happen. So, and city planning is like 50 years out, right? It's not a... Okay. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of sides to it. So the, the strategic side, if you like, the, the plan making side is the, is the long range part. Uh, and then obviously there's a development review division, which they take care of the daily applications. So they'll be right down in the applications for anything, you know, from um, a small extension on the side of a house right through to, you know, a thousand dwellings or more. So uh, they deal with the daily stuff and we deal with the sort of the strategy and thinking about what the place could be like in, well, the current plan goes to 2035. So uh, that's the guiding plan for the county right now. Yep. It's always, okay, that's how you plan. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. So you're, um, we know you now live in Fort Washington, but you have a, um, a huge, um, relationship in the UK. I'm sure your family's there. And so how has that affected you not there with them? I know you're in constant communication. How's that going? Yeah. I mean, in some ways what's happened with the virus has just sort of brought everyone else to, my kind of normal in terms of communicating with loved ones. Um, you know, my mum and I, we email every day. She's in her eighties and so is my dad. And, um, we, they FaceTime pretty much once a week. She always seems to want to have an appointment and sort of tell me precisely when she's calling me, um, which is quite, which is quite funny. Um, 
I think she's just panicking about missing a call otherwise. And so she just says, you know, I'll call you at 6 p.m. my time on this day. And I'll say, okay, I shall be standing by. So, um, you know, we have a good chat once a week and we email all the time every day. Um, I have two sisters and they're chatting a lot and we're on various sort of group chats and WhatsApp and stuff like that. So we share pictures and I can keep up to date that way. Um, and friends too, you know, I, I have a, a kind of a small selection of very good friends and we're, we're in regular contact as well. So um yeah it's in that respect it's sort of strangely business as usual for me i don't really feel any different from you know last year or the year before but obviously when i first moved to the states there was that initial kind of you know i'm somewhere completely different now and the time difference is five hours so you have to kind of factor that in you know if i was finishing work at 5 p.m it's too late for mum and dad so they've already gone to bed so there's, there's a couple of people there i can't talk to and you know it does sort of change your um perspective a little bit on those relationships so really, since you've been in States a few years, you've already had this relationship away from your family anyway. So, Yeah, you know, I've been here three, just over three years now. Um, we try and get over twice a year, which is great. Obviously, there's nothing like seeing somebody in person. Um, mm-hmm. And we kind of alternate Christmases because obviously um, the Corey's family down in North Carolina. So we'll spend the Christmas over in England and then the next Christmas will be in North Carolina and whichever Christmas we're not doing, we'll do Thanksgiving in the other country. So although we don't celebrate Thanksgiving in England, cause it's you know nothing to do with English history. Um, we right. take, we, t- <laughs> we take it as an opportunity to, uh, well, nothing to do with it from our just side. To hang out, eh? <laughs> yeah. Just to hang out to, you know, it's a four day weekend. So we, we can use that and get, get over there. Okay. Okay. So you do observe it, but it doesn't really mean anything. I love it. Same thing here. Trust me. Right. right. Yeah. (laughs) No difference. Sometimes it's it's difficult to um, have a vacation time when other people still are working. So it's maybe hard to get people together because it's life as normal for them, even though you're off, like they're on a holiday. Yeah, that's right. I mean, fortunately for me or fortunately for my two sisters in particular, they're, they've both been able to retire relatively early. They're in their 50s, but they've both been able to retire. So, uh, But that wasn't the case two years ago. But this year uh, onwards, they, they're both retired. So they're more available than they would otherwise have been. But you're right. My friends are still working and I can't sort of say, hey, it's Thursday afternoon. Come around. They're like, mm, no, can't do it. So, <laughs> you know, you have to try and blitz the weekends and, that, and see as many people as you can in a short space of time. Okay. Okay. And I'm sure it's been a huge adjustment to being a Yankee. It has in many ways. I mean, clearly. A Yankee? A- what, what is this? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a southern state, right? So, uh, yeah, you know, Yankee. I guess. We're Yankees here. <laughs> We're Yankees. The thing about it is, uh, you know, obviously there's a language barrier because nobody understands a word I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, oh. And it's English. Okay. Right. Other than that, just, just certain words I use. It's quite funny. I'll start talking about various things and someone will say, you know, I could say to somebody, oh, I'll see you in a fortnight. And they'll just look and say, you'll see me in a fortnight. And of course there's now a game called Fortnite. So everyone's thinking about that, but uh, a fortnight <laughs> is two weeks is two weeks. So I'm so used to saying it. I started saying it over here and everyone just blinked at me and said, what are you talking about? So, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. language things. That's true. But, but, you know, uh, Fitting in has been really, really easy. Obviously, it's it's the two Western cultures, um, very, very similar kinds of lifestyles. Um, I had a friend who did a two-year sort of uh, contract piece of contract work over here, and he brought his wife and two kids over, and he was really reluctant to come back, go back to England. And I asked him, you know, we were talking about whether we would try and settle in the UK or, or America, and he said, you know, the quality of life is so much higher here uh, in general. And I think he means things like um, the way things are geared towards 
customer service and um, take, for example, something really simple like a campsite. He said in America, you know, you've got a campsite. It's got all the facilities you could ever possibly want. You know, it's really well maintained. In England, it's like, well, here's a gate. Here's an open field. Put your tent where you like and have fun. You know, it's it's entirely different kind of thing in that respect. It's much more geared here towards the customer experience and towards making everybody safe and having a good time, or at least, uh, you know, in general. Mm. Um, and, and I think they're right. Also things like, you know, um, the value of certain professions here, planners are much more valued in terms of what their salary is than they are in the UK. Um, and consequently the kind of house we buy, we bought in Fort Washington and we're living in is not the kind of house we'd have been able to afford to live in, in, in the UK, especially if we'd stayed around the London area, it would have been, uh, you know, you, you would have been in a flat. In a flat, exactly. Yeah, that's right. You'd have been in a, a tiny little flat with uh, probably everything in one room um, and paying about the same amount of money. So, oh, wow, quality of life is much better at this point. It is. I mean, obviously, you take you take some things. Uh, you know, I just mean in the broadest sense of quality of life. Clearly, there could be small things here and there which are different. Obviously, there are lots of things that are different in terms of you know things like gun laws and that kind of stuff. But generally, the quality of life, without being too serious and deep about it is is better here but there are clearly many aspects that are strange got it <laughs> you said strange i like how you said that <laughs> so how another interview go ahead i'm sorry so with regards to um the coronavirus and the restrictions that it's having here on people's movements and how is that compared to what your friends in the UK are saying is happening there it's funny i think because it hit it seemed to hit the uk slightly before it hit the US, or at least the volume increased more in the UK. And they were certainly aware of what had been happening in Italy, which was the European epicenter for some time. In fact, it was the global epicenter, I guess, for some time. You know, um, cases kind of ballooned in Italy before they really got going in the UK. The political response was a strange one. Uh, they seemed to be trying everything except what seemed to everybody else like common sense. They were talking about herd immunity, for example, quite some time right. ago. And right, it's like, right. well, that's fine if you have a, a vaccine because then you're supposed to give people the vaccine and they spread the herd immunity. But no one was immune at that point. So it doesn't, <laughs> there isn't really any herd immunity to, to spread. Um, hmm. So, so they, they were a bit behind the curve in terms of what other European countries were doing. But now it's the same thing. They have kind of stay, um, uh, I guess, what do they call it? Rest, uh, stay in place. Yeah. Whatever Shelter in place. Shelter in place. Thank you. That's the one. Um, and, you know, people are on a bit of a high alert. My my parents live in a small village on the outskirts of a fairly small town, which is where I grew up in. And they, um, they've been saying for some weeks before we were even sent home in my job, they were saying, you know, things like it was two in two out at the supermarket and they're very strict on the numbers and, you know, literally two people in this, it was a small grocery store, but there were still only two people at a time, which, you know, um, that was way before they started talking about restricting um, capacity here in the US. I think they just did it last week in places like Giant and Walmart around here. Um, but other than that, I think the general sort of controls, if you want to call them that, or at least advice is exactly the same. It's just that I think it was picked up a little sooner in the UK. Um, notwithstanding the strange conversations about herd immunity and stuff like that. So what, what impact did the um, prime minister contracting, mm. um, yeah, th did that escalate the uh, conversation away from herd immunity and more towards um, 
social distancing and, and everything else. <laughs> yes. I think they kind of moved away. Right, exactly. It's like, oh, I guess it's real. No, I think they'd, they'd taken that conversation toward that sort of isolation before he was uh, found to be, uh, found to have contracted it. Um, it was also interesting, and maybe it's not interesting, maybe it should be how it happens, but you know, there wasn't a single person, whether they were pro or against uh, Boris Johnson, that would say, ha-ha, he's got the virus. You know, nobody was happy about it. Nobody was sort of celebrating it. Everyone was saying, you know, it's terrible that he's got it, and we all wish him well, just you know, regardless of politics. And maybe that should be obvious, but I get the feeling it, it might not be for some. Um, <laughs> right. Um, and, well, you know, it's slightly less... Parents would not allow that to happen, trust mm-hmm. me. Exactly. Um, but he, uh, you know, him going in, I think it sort of solidified the idea that this was real and social distancing. Apparently, they've been giving, you know, much as I think has happened here, they've been given sort of daily briefings every evening. They were giving updates on, you know, what they were doing because we have a national health service in the UK. So they were talking about how uh, they built, um, there's a huge um, conference center called the XL in London, and they turned that into a 4,000 bed uh, hospital specifically to treat coronavirus patients and then they said when and if that gets cleared they will send any unneeded beds and equipment up to some of the larger cities further north so there's definitely a sort of an attempt to to have some kind of really concerted effort but clearly the scale is hugely different you know the scale of the uk it's, it's smaller than florida so it's tiny in comparison um to the whole of the state so you have to take that into account you know any solution can have a countrywide initiative can happen really quickly because you're dealing with such a smaller space, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your perspective is amazing because <laughs> we did not know about the UK. So love it. <laughs> Definitely love that. So we're at the part of the interview where we talk, where we actually leave something with the community. So it could be a talent. It could be, I mean, anything that you're feeling compelled to leave with the community, like your jewel. Hmm. Um, I mean, right now, clearly, the the most important thing seems uh, the most important message is to sort of try as hard as we can to celebrate the strengths that we do have. And just as a little example, you know, my parents live on the same street that that we grew up on. They've been in the house for 50 years and quite a lot of the other neighbors have been a similar length of time. They decided recently to have a sort of a socially distanced street party. They all have very small square front yards, but they are spaces. And so everyone brought out their own little picnic table. They brought out their own little displays, whatever they wanted to bring out, whether it be like a lucky mascot or something. And it was just a question of saying, hey, you know, we're all here. We all support each other. Uh, We're all sharing in this um and i think it it brings out that that sort of thought in you which sometimes it's there at the top of your mind sometimes it gets buried a bit that you know we're all kind of incredible um people in our own way and we all have a lot of stories to tell and this is a really good opportunity to try and think of creative ways to to share those stories whether you just plant something in the front of your your yard at the front that people can drive by and look at or whether you try and make some video content and share it or you do a radio show or some other such thing which kind of just gives other people that sort of little extra insight and that that brings you into that sense of community a bit more um we all like to think we have great sense of community where we live but sometimes it takes something negative to bring out some of the real positive stuff and uh this feels like a good time to sort of remind ourselves of that and to sort of not be shy in, in celebrating, um, you know, ourselves and each other by sharing our stories between ourselves. Awesome. Awesome. Adam, thank you so much for sharing your unique perspective on the global, the global situation that we're all going through. 
Mm. Uh, I really brought a lot of value to our listening community. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. If you are listening right now and you've enjoyed this conversation, you can hear more voices from the Rona Report by visiting blackboxradio.com. That's B-L-A-K-B-O-X-X-R-A-D-I-O.com. You can also find Black Box Radio on Instagram and Facebook at Black Box Radio. And you can find us on Twitter at Box Black. That's B-O-X-X-B-L-A-K. And if you are hearing this interview right now, this conversation right now, that means you found us. Everyone isn't able to find us right now. So if you're hearing this, make sure that you share it to your friends and family on your networks. Share it on your Facebook page. Send it out to folks so more people can experience the Ronald Report and hear this important information that we're sharing with the community. Yep, because they're suppressing the content. But anyway, we're in. The Ronald Report is 4-15-20. We had Adam Dodgson. Thanks, Adam. We really appreciate your perspective. My pleasure. Thank you very much. And stay safe. You also. This is Black Box Radio. We out. Peace.